enjoyed two stints as a member of your Edmonton Oilers, 917 NHL games. It is Kyle Brodziak on the line. Hey, Kyle, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? Good, thanks. How are you guys doing? Well, I'm doing very well. It's it's nice to talk to you. Kind of got to uh, briefly get to know you during the 18-19 season, and I always appreciated your your interviews and your insights. So I'm happy to have you on the show. H- how's how's life treating you? I mean, you had to step step away from the game because of a, uh, you know an injury, a big part of that. How are you doing? Uh, doing good. Doing really good. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Uh, just you know, kind of for the last little while, been hanging out at home. I uh, haven't ventured into anything else yet, so uh, I'm just trying to enjoy my my time at home. As uh, you know, as everyone knows, there's a lot of travel in the NHL season, so I don't get didn't get to spend uh, as much time at home as I wanted, but uh, definitely taking advantage of it now. Tell me about reaching that crossroads with the injury, where you were in your career and in your life. You know, was it was it a tough decision, or had you kind of reached the point where you said, like, okay, I, you know, I I, I got to do this. I can live with this decision. Yeah, you know, so about five years before that had happened is uh, when I originally hurt my back, uh, and then I I had uh, actually kept it pretty healthy for the for the next five years and then um you know it was getting towards the end of the uh, 18 19 season uh, i think it was about a week left in the season where i uh, just went out for a morning skate um you know i'll probably put a little blame on myself for this uh you know because i i kn- know with this injury there's uh there's a lot of maintenance involved with it uh just trying to you know keep your core strong and I, I probably got a little lazy with that towards the end of the year and um, went out for a pregame skate, um, feeling normal. And within, I don't know if I took a shot or something, but I just tweaked it really bad, doing something very minor. And uh, yeah, it was uh, uh, hurt it pretty bad at the time. And um, you know that I think that's when the you know the the thought started happening as I don't, you know, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this anymore. Um, obviously training for NHL is, uh, a lot of high impact stuff. And, um, you know, the way I, the way I heard it was, uh, very low impact. And I think that was kind of a, a bit of an eye opener that, uh, you know, I think my, uh, my body's kind of, uh, is kind of, uh, you know, getting a little weaker uh, at that stage. So, um, yeah, you know, it, it was unfortunate. I, I wish I, I really wish I could have played that second year uh, of my contract. But um, you know, like you said, or, not, or like I said, it just uh, it just got to a point where um, you know I didn't didn't really want to be uh, messing around with the rest of my life's health as well at that point. So yeah. What was I mean? You started here in Edmonton, and you're uh, an Alberta guy, and you had some pretty good years, and you were an important player for Minnesota and St. Louis. What was it like coming back to Edmonton, to Alberta for that final season? I know you know the team success, unfortunately, yeah. in gel, and there were some changes. But how, how'd you like that year? Yeah, I, I really liked it. I, I really like the group of guys. Um, I think they um, I think they have a really good group of guys. The dressing room is um, you know it, it was it was fun to be a part of. Uh, you know, obviously, when I did sign, I, I had quite a bit higher ambitions and higher. Uh, you know, I thought things. I, I think I, I thought things were going to go. Uh, you know, a lot better. But saying that, I, I don't regret anything. Um, you know, to to have the opportunity to to wind your career down and 
uh, in your hometown is uh, is definitely it definitely was a dream come true. And uh, you know, obviously, a few things could have went better, but uh, you know, what do you do? It's uh, it, it just it is what it is, and uh, you accept what it is, and you move on. So. Uh, yeah, I, I did enjoy it, though. I, I really liked being back, uh, getting a chance to play back home and uh, meeting a lot of the guys, and, and uh, I enjoyed that dressing room a lot. Kyle Brodzak joining us. Oilers and Canucks coming up at 7. I, 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 I don't know your draft story. 214th in 2003. Where were you, where you got, when you got picked? How did you find out? <laughs> I was... <laughs> fishing with a few buddies at Bork Lake. Uh, uh, it's kind of, I would say, I want to say north of Bonneville. Uh, I can't remember exactly where it is, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, I was, uh, a few of us went up went up fishing for a weekend. I, I really didn't know if I was going to get drafted or not. Uh, you know, it was a seventh, you know, a late round pick. So, and it was my uh, uh, second year of eligibility. So, I, I didn't really know, so I, I figured, you know, I was a young kid at the time. I figured it was a good idea to go to go fishing with my buddies, and I didn't end up finding out till uh, Sunday, the day after I got drafted. Uh, once I got back into cell phone reception is when I found out. Oh, jeez. You're out of cell phone reception. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got out to the lake, and there was no reception on, on the phones at all. So uh, it was, uh, yeah, I, I knew if I, if I got drafted, then I, you know, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't the greatest first impression where they couldn't get a hold of me for, you know, for 24 hours after they drafted me. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's what I was doing at the time. What was it like for you going into camps? I mean, look, the Oilers have had some first overall picks, high picks where everybody's paying attention to them in camp, and it's expected they're going to be on a te- on, on the team. What was it like for you trying to earn, earn a spot on the roster? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was I, – I think before I had actually made the team, I want to say I had uh, probably at least – that would have been at least my third or fourth camp uh, – but the first, you know, the first couple early on, um, you know, you go into it, you, there's not a whole lot of pressure. I, I would say there's probably more pressure on the, you know, the high round, uh, the high draft picks uh, than there was me. Um, so I just remember going in trying to uh, just play my best. Uh, you know, I don't think the first few camps I probably didn't leave much of an impression. Uh, and then I think once I uh, – uh, what was it? It was my second year pro uh, when I was playing with Iowa. It was when I, I got my first taste of NHL action. Uh, I got called up because uh, the Oilers were dealing with a few injuries. Um, so, yeah, I, I played 10 games that year. And then the next year, I guess, you know, you, you kind of um, – you kind of get your feet wet a little bit and you start thinking, okay, maybe, uh, you know, maybe I do have a chance to, to eventually crack the line of full time. And, um, I know going into Wilkes-Barre, uh, um, as my third, in my third year pro that I, I knew I had to have a good year to, to kind of stay on the map or even, you know, get myself more on the map. Uh, cause you know, every year there's new draft picks coming in, uh, new guys that, you know, are going to get some opportunity as well. And, um, yeah, thankfully I had a good year that year in Wilkes-Barre and then uh, followed it up with a really good camp uh, the following year and ended up making the team. Yeah. Kyle Brodjak joining us tonight on the Faceoff Show. So the season started last night, of course, strange circumstances, months without playing, 56-game season, no fans. 
you know, 5-3, Rob and I broke it down after the game. We thought pretty sloppy, maybe maybe too many self-inflicted wounds for the Oilers. What was your impression? Yeah, I thought, uh, you know, I thought the first two periods, uh, it was fairly even hockey. Um, Like you said, it's, you know, it's not the cleanest hockey right now. You know, the camp was, uh, I don't know how long, was it 10 days long, if that? Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's tough. You're watching. It's tough to keep that in perspective, where they haven't really, you know, you know, had a, a whole lot of time to to uh, to get the wheels turning. But uh, yeah, I thought the first two periods were fairly even. Not the maybe not the most uh, exciting hockey, but you know, they were in the game. Uh, and then yeah, just a, a few uh, a few de- uh, defensive lapses is probably what ended up costing them. But um, yeah, you know, it's early in the year, first game, uh, probably some jitters there. Uh, just really looking forward to watching this game tonight and seeing how they respond. Kyle, you've jumped into the social media world, and people can find <laughs> at Brodziak underscore Kyle, and that's where I started seeing you tweeting about your upcoming involvement in the world's longest hockey game and a, a, a personal story related to, uh, to uh, you know, a family member with this as well. Just tell us a little bit about that and, and getting involved here with Brent Sake in the world's longest hockey game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a few weeks ago, uh, I got approached by a buddy of mine, uh, Zenith Karunitsky in Vegreville, uh, who I've known for, for years. Um, he, uh, he had asked me if, if I'd be interested in playing in the world's longest game. Um, and I, you know what, to be honest, I was uh, probably a little bit scared, uh, a little, you know, I, I don't really, didn't really know what to think at first. Uh, but I would say probably over the next 24 hours of putting some thought into it, um, Really, it became a no-brainer after that that uh, this is something that I have to do. Uh, you know, it's it's for a great cause. Um, you know, I I, I just I, I just don't think I could have passed up on an opportunity. And uh, now, as we're a few weeks uh, a few weeks later, I'm I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I'm very grateful that they they gave me the opportunity to do this, and uh, I'm just really looking forward to it. Uh, I know there's going to be some challenges. I've heard. I've heard stories about how difficult it is, and uh, you know, it, it's. Uh, but it, it, it's something that I think it's going to be uh, an experience of a lifetime, and I really can't wait to to get it going. You're going to be in the best shape of your life after that game. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. I, I know. I got to start bulking up. I think I'm just going to. Guys are going to wither away. You're, you know, skating for basically 12 out of 12 hours every single day for 12 days straight. That's. Uh, yeah, it's going to be quite a workout. That's coming up uh, February 4th to, to 15th, so good for you, uh, you getting involved in that. And, and, again, of course, you know, you you got a worldslongesthockeygame.ca, easy for people to check it out, follow you on Twitter. Everybody knows Brent, of course. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, really, I'm really happy that you do it. You know, and I, I hate to tell you this, Kyle, I've been known to uh, ask guys to come on my show after shifts in the world's longest hockey game. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely jump on if you need well, I'm glad you jumped on tonight. I, I really appreciate it. Oilers fans are happy to hear for, from you, and glad you're, uh, you know, feeling well. It sounds like, uh, you know, you're doing well in life, and uh, you, you had a you had a great career. But uh, you're on. It sounds like you're happily on to the next chapter. So good for you, and definitely we'll keep in touch throughout the season, Kyle. Thank you so much. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, you guys. That is Kyle Brodziak tonight on the City Ford Faceoff Show, getting involved in the world's longest hockey game.